0: That's heritageradionetwork.org slash 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you.
1: I'm Sam Edwards. I'm third generation cure master from S. Wallace Edwards and Sons in Surrey, Virginia. We support the Heritage Radio Network because we believe in the cause and what they're doing. They're supporting family-raised livestock, small family farms, uh, certified humane, pasture-raised, antibiotic-free. Basically, we take the products from Heritage Foods USA and make them into uh, serrano-style hams, prosciutto-style hams, bacon, sausage, like my grandfather did. You can find us at surreyfarms.com. Dot com or Virginia traditions dot com. You... Boys, I'm Mellor's a honey do, Yeah,
2: that cat is high. Look at that look in his eye.
1: Oh, man, he's high. Yes, higher than a kite.
3: Welcome back to the speakeasy. I'm your host, Damon Bolti Today in the studio. I have two of New York City's better bartenders, <laughs> better. Vincent Vitek and Steve Schneider Hello. from Employees Only and Macau Trading Company. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank
4: you. Thank, thank you. you.
3: So you guys are working at two two of the uh, places are owned by the same company, yes, uh, yes. same owners, uh, Employees Only, which has been around for seven years now, and it's Macau that's been around for what? Work. Yeah. Three, work. four years? No,
4: no. About uh, two. A little over two. Two okay, and a half or so.
3: Okay, yeah. Um Okay. And... You guys met uh, at Employees Only a little while ago. And uh, over the past few years, you've become friends and you've, uh, you've been seen around the scene a lot, you know, well, the, the classic bar scene, and uh, kind of uh, brought together this uh, kind of classic duo. There's a lot of uh, uh, bartenders in New York City that kind of like work in teams like this, mm-hmm. like Brian Miller and Phil Ward. You've got Thomas Wan, Brad Farron. Bebop and Rocksteady.
2: Yeah, that's 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 you. Um, (laughs) uh, We're more like demolition. (laughs) (laughs)
1: He's the fucking fucking
3: animal. The fucking bushwhacker. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Um, So, yeah. uh, You guys are working at Employees Only, which is known for being one of the as far as, like, the classic cocktail scene, has been one of the originals with, you know, places like Pegu Club. Well, I Iron. think
2: with Employees Only, it's more that um, it might not be the most perfect bar, but it's the most fun that you could have at a cocktail bar. Mm-hmm. Like, you're guaranteed a good time when you come to Employees Only.
3: Absolutely. Cool. And you guys, obviously, you focus on classic cocktails. Um, and uh, a book just came out. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, the employees only. Like, yeah, it's,
4: called, it's called Speakeasy. That's, That's called right. It uh, came there's out in pic- the fall. There's
3: a picture
2: of me in the introduction. That's all he's got in there is the picture. <laughs> <laughs> oh, some of us, you, some you of had, us like have this, a cocktail. Yeah, yeah. yeah the <laughs> Stevo Tuxedo. It's a fucking gin whatever with a dash of orange. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is great. Hey, man. Hey, it's it's a classic, you know? <laughs>
3: yeah,
4: it's a, new, a new classic. Uh,
3: <laughs>
4: yeah, so uh, that,
2: that just
3: came out last uh, year. During the fall, yeah. In the, fall. In the fall. And uh, you guys have been uh, selling quite a bit. I've been seeing it behind a lot of, uh, of the other bars around town, um, you know, because there's always like a, a library of like classic books and modern yeah. books behind a lot of the, the bars around town. And it's cool to see like a modern cocktail book uh, up there, you know, sitting on the shelf with, uh, you know... Jesus, you know well, uh, William Schmitz, uh, the, Dale DeGroff's book. Yeah, so like totally. That. I mean, yeah,
4: I mean, we're 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 honored. Um, uh, Jay and Dushan did a great job on the book. Um, we did everything we could to help them. Um, they're our mentors, and uh, you know, it's, it's it's a fun read. It's a nice thing to to see different uh, different cocktail bars, if, like what they're doing. Like, I know Jimmy Hen has a book coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm pretty excited about that. Um, he's a brilliant guy, brilliant cocktail mind, and uh, it's fun to see what everybody else is doing. Because, yeah. you know, this is uh, it's our city. You know, it's, it's the, yeah, This man. is the uh, totally. center of the universe, right?
3: Absolutely. Sure. And speaking of that, you know, we just mentioned uh, a few of the uh, bigger names uh, in modern mixology, uh, modern classic mixology, mixology, however you want to put it. Um, so a lot of times with this scene of uh in this industry of like classic bars and like you know cocktail forward bars you do see a lot of the same guys around you know a lot of them have worked at a bunch of different bars Mm -hmm. in the city that you know like you just mentioned jim mehan you know he was at Gramercy and at uh he's at pdt now and uh it's it's really great to see so many familiar faces a lot of the time and it's kind of built up to like a camaraderie between bartenders and almost like a a brotherhood or sisterhood. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely, (laughs) man. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, you guys definitely represent that, like part of that, you know. And uh, so when you guys, you were telling me earlier that you guys don't, nowadays you kind of work half of the week separately.
2: Like one of you is on one half. Well, it's like college schedule. Like if I was working Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Steve would be working... Yeah, Tuesday, Thursday, 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 Saturday. Right. So basically the job we do,
4: we're split up basically halfway and halfway, Um, so we rarely get a chance to work together. We we hold it down throughout the week, but whenever we do get a chance to work with with each other... It's epic. It's like what? It's like... (laughs) Epic. Who's who's running the asylum? The inmates are... The inmates run the asylum (laughs) when when we work together, for sure. Um, Especially down in Macau, uh, Mm -hmm. a place that I recently started there just uh, several weeks ago, just on Saturday nights. Mm -hmm. Um, Vince and I had a chance to work there a few Saturdays ago, and it was, uh, it was epic,
2: I'd say. Yeah, know, it it was, was the most <laughs> <it> was mon- <laughs> monumental experience <laughs> that uh, the GM had ever seen. And
4: you know what? And, and we were just having a great time. Yeah, uh, was, all we were was doing a, was, was yeah. doing something we'd normally do on a Monday night. You know, we had a couple girls in the bar. We had this going on. We had people making out, stuff like that. Everybody was having a great time, but they were enjoying great cocktails as well. So. That's
3: what it's all about, man. Um, so, happiness, baby. Yeah, happiness. absolutely. Um, now. Fox. That place, Macau's (laughs) pretty. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Macau's a pretty big place. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So is there a service bar like somewhere else? Yeah, it's actually
4: split up. Um, Upstairs is a. where I work on Saturdays, upstairs, um, it was the main dining area mm-hmm. with the uh, sophisticated crowd, I call it. <laughs> uh, I say that very loosely. But then downstairs is the, is the lounge area. That's so I there's I two work. different yeah. bars. Yeah, that's where Vincent works. <laughs> yeah, he works downstairs the, the in, low,
2: in the, the dungeon. The, 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 yeah. The, yeah. He works downstairs. It was really dark and stuff like that. I'm, really I'm upstairs with the lights. He's downstairs with the dark. My mom's really <laughs> proud of me for, you know, working in a basement
4: in New York. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. No, but it's great. It's, it's more, uh you know, more of a. Uh, a tighter spot uh, really intimate stuff uh, downstairs is upstairs is where the main dining area is and uh, so yeah so we we spread out the crowd among upstairs and downstairs and it, 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 it works really well it works surprisingly well the place is huge but you know people are going in there and they're having it's a great, great. time
3: um, so with that you have the, the capability of entertaining a lot more guests at one time so there's certain things that can be controversial about, like, classic cocktails, like the fact that at employees only, you don't use jiggers. Do you mm. observe the same practice at Macau?
4: The same practice at Macau, yes. We're, we're taught by the same mentors. Uh, we're one big group of bartenders, all family, and um, we make drinks the same way. And uh, everything we do is a, is a tribute to people that came before us. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so we don't, we don't do it to, um, not only to save time to bang out drinks like yeah. a maniac, but uh also I, th- I think it, it provides a more personal feel to the drink as well totally. uh, like for me recipes are guidelines um, once you set guidelines that then you have to uh, uh, once you set like a recipe and you set it in stone you have to adhere to that recipe you know mm-hmm. but if they're guidelines you know you can make it a little sweeter for somebody if you want you know and you're using all your senses not just these little measurement tools like I don't need a tool to teach me how to pour a fucking ounce you know I know I know what the hell an ounce is and uh once again, I am not. I am not knocking anything else. I am just saying this is my style. This is what I do, and yeah. um, you know, and what I love about this business is that uh there's so many different styles. There's so many different great bartenders, and everybody takes pride in their work. Everybody does things a different way. Right, well, and the way uh,
2: Steve does things is a little bit better than everybody else. No, like, no, I no like to about, the, I'd like to <laughs> take this time to like actually bring you know to light that Steve. Steve does it. Vince is not not even wearing a shirt right now. So. No, but uh, no, I, I appreciate that, Vince. So, no, um, none of us are. Yeah.
4: No, uh-huh. but, but once again, but uh, when I feel like when I say that recipes are guidelines, it means um, now I I don't have any anything to, to tell me how to make this. I don't have any tools to make me how, like to teach me how to make this drink. Yeah. I have to use all my senses. I have to use my eyes. I have to have to smell it. I have to taste it all the time. You know. And uh, it's tricky, and uh, it's 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 a hard thing to master. And uh, you know, I still fuck up drinks, and uh, you know what? I take pride in everything, everything I do, and it's great. And uh, you know, if I can't fuck it up once again, I won't take pride
2: in it. Yeah. (laughs) Even if you fuck it up, at least you have a good time. Like if you come and see us at the bar, you'll always have a good time.
3: Totally. And you know what? It's 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 kind of interesting that way that. I was just thinking, you know, it's it's almost these days more important to just know all of the ingredients to go into the drink rather than the measurements because if you're a good enough bartender, you know balance absolutely, and you don't need a, a jigger. I mean, it's kind con- it's a controversial, it's like kind of a, a gray area in in this. That's why there are guidelines. Department. That's yeah, what like yeah, I yeah, going to yeah, say okay. the guidelines. If you know, if you know the ingredients, though, you're you're set. Like yeah, your lime juice for for instance.
2: Yeah, it's like if you're gonna jigger out like juices or whatever like your lime juice at the beginning of the night isn't going to be the same at the end of the night like mm-hmm. it has time to oxidize or whatever like y- if you're going to jigger out uh, juices you might as well just like buy Tropicana like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and not use like fresh juices like totally uh-huh. so uh-huh. if you don't do it off of taste then like you really don't know what you're doing and you're just kind of following like a recipe that doesn't make sense
4: and also let's not forget that we're you know we're here to be uh, Drinking be of service How to drink whiskey yeah. Yeah. No, we're here to be the service of the service of, of the people, the people in the crowd, the people, that those, that's the pulse. These are the people that are paying you. These are people that are coming in. They're keeping yeah. your doors open. And uh, they really they really see us the way they do it. You know, we don't have TVs. No, these cocktails have TVs. Yeah. But, like, we are the TVs. They watch us work. They watch us in high volume crank out these cocktails really fast. But, you know, they see that we're using our, all of our senses to build these cocktails. We're, we're actually putting care into it, not not just using an arbitrary, you know, Three-quarter ounce. I mean, if you watch you know, Steve quarter.
2: Barton, he's like the Justin Timberlake of bartenders. What? <laughs> it's, I don't, no, no, it's funny because, like, you know, actually the busboy would have to come by with a mop to mop up the panties on the floor <laughs> <laughs> when Steve is bartending. Oh, my God. <laughs> um,
4: Aren't you happy, though, that Vincent came along? I, thanks for I, I, being on the yeah. show, guys. <laughs> yeah,
2: sure, no problem.
3: Um, yeah, but, I, you know, going back to the whole, like, measuring out citrus thing, it, it is interesting because the citrus does oxidize... Th- over the course of the the service. Yeah. And, you know, like, there's another, like, in the very beginning days of Prime Eats, we, I had the, all the bartenders for everything that had citrus in it. If you needed lime juice, you cut a lime in half and put it in a hand juicer and oh, put yeah. it in the glass. Same with a lemon, you know, orange, everything. We actually hand juiced all the juice to order for every drink. Yeah. But there's, and while it was cool and people were kind of freaked out by, like, primitive nature of that you know <laughs> um like I'm talking about customers you know um it's inconsistent i mean f- from drink to drink
2: and from lemon to from lemon lemon
3: to lemon lime to lime everything yeah so like one can be really acidic the other one can be sweeter so yeah i mean who's to say you know you, you're not going to make the same drink every time and if everyone made the same drink the exact same way there would be no need for different bars you could mm-hmm. just have one chain of one bar that does everything applebee's you get yeah
2: applebee's everywhere well it depends yeah. if you're going to a bar to get a cocktail or if you're going to a bar to get laid like yeah, that's true i know totally. why i go to a bar for cocktails
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean, absolutely i was uh actually at a phone interview with uh business week earlier today and they were asking about like what just on that subject like what what uh when people order certain drinks, how you perceive that person, like what what you think about that person, how you, like like for instance, like somebody that orders a, a vodka soda as opposed to a Negroni, and it's like you know what that person that orders a vodka soda, they just they don't want to taste anything, they just want to get drunk, yep. and yeah, so like yeah, you go to a but cocktail bar, especially if to, they to order taste a cocktail. vodka soda baby, <laughs> vodka
4: soda baby, I, vodka I, I, soda I, a,
1: baby. Well, I, I, <laughs> at a at a
4: at a quote unquote cocktail bar, um, I think all bars should be. Cocktail bar. I think all of
0: bartenders think all should know how to should, make. Yeah. That's
4: why you know you hear a lot about. Um, oh, there's so many cocktail bars out. So many cocktail bars. You know, there's so many fucking non cocktail bars, bars out there. You know? yeah. So the more cocktail bars, the better. I, I say. But anyway. Um,
3: yeah, I mean it's it's basically just now becoming uh, a respected profession. Yeah. You know.
4: Yeah, but once again, the again, whole you know vodka soda whatever. Yeah, they want to get drunk. Yeah, whatever. But at like. Yeah, at, at midnight, uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday night. You know, vodka soda is my favorite cocktail to make. But uh, you try, you try not to pass judgment, because once again, uh, y- you work for you work for the people that that are ordering from you. You know, I'm at their service, um, yeah. whatever they want. Um, but you know, of course, as but as a as a passionate bartender, and uh, you know sort of artistic in that way in the cocktails that, uh, yeah, like you're at a cocktail bar, you, you take pride in your awesome cocktails, you want to give everybody a cocktail. Yeah. It's like ordering, you know, fish in a steakhouse, you know, like, yeah, I mean, you're there, you know, yeah. order steak, you know, like <laughs> you're at a, a, a world-renowned cocktail bar, you know, order a cocktail, try something new, you know. Totally. Have one of those, And uh, but sometimes it's just not for people, but they're there with friends or whatever, and yeah, you can, you know, I, I don't care what they're there for, you know, I'll, I'll do, uh, you know, if, if they're paying, I'm, I'm doing, you know. Yeah.
3: So totally so they're your guests you, mm-hmm. you take care of them that's right um let me ask you this it's like we were speaking earlier about like high volume and that being the reason why you don't jigger so you can just bang out cocktails um have you ever had someone like because you're constantly you guys are constantly just banging out drinks on the weekends and we're,
4: we feel blessed we're very very fortunate to
3: yeah absolutely that's, that's
2: a good thing that we get to make that many drinks yes. totally
3: um have you ever had customers comment on how busy you are I've been talking with uh, some other bartenders about this because I've actually had people get pissed off at me because I can't talk to them I'm like look I'm at work this is what happens on a Saturday night or be like take it like offensively that that I'm so busy, and like there's no one there to help me. Blah blah. But Whoa. I'm still banging out drinks. Sometimes, you
4: know? yeah. Like friends, friends know better. Uh, real friends, they know they know better. Hey, this guy's busy. Whatever. Or yeah, yell I'm out talking at just me like there. the, the
2: regular. Yeah, customer.
4: some some people you eat regular the regular old uh, uh, yelpers tick- or whatever. Yeah, yeah. They they get angry because they wanna they wanna talk to the bartender about what he's making why he's making it. Yeah. But that that that's exactly why we have uh, cocktail hour. You know, we have some, yeah. from, from early
2: cocktail hour ends at nine o'clock. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> from six to nine. Six exactly. to nine, your cocktail hour is now over, and then we go into like, you know The shit show. Yeah, what then what happens <laughs> after, epicness. <laughs> what epicness. happens yeah. Yeah,
4: after, after nine, after nine, after ten, after midnight.
2: No, the other the other yeah. night there was uh there's this woman that was um asking Brata his opinion on um port at two <laughs> o'clock in the morning on a Saturday. <laughs> Bar completely. it's like five deep and she's like, Well but I want something a little more dry. <laughs> it's like we're making like hundreds of cocktails, and it's like, no, no, it's just something a little more. It's like, okay, yeah, yeah. I was like, she asked me, and I was just like, no, no, no. Talk to the guy you were talking yeah, to. I was like, I'm <laughs> no, come, I'm you know, back over we here. we
4: joke, we make fun because that's what we like to do. We like to have fun, make fun. But you know, ultimately, it doesn't matter what time of day, what time of night, uh, they come in because they hear that we're great at what we do yeah so we have to deliver night in night out no matter how busy we are totally and and that that's tricky it's a hard thing to do and it takes a long time to 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 master it and uh you know, we make a lot of money doing it, and we have such a great time doing it together. Um, that's why we, there's always three, sometimes four guys behind both bars.
3: Absolutely. You know, speaking of that, that camaraderie and having fun with it, like I, I love that. Like anytime, time, because I just recently uh, met you guys and started started seeing you around mm-hmm. in different functions, like USBG functions, different cocktail competitions, stuff like that. Um, one of the one of the great things about that camaraderie and that like brotherhood of of bartenders is like having fun with them. Like, fucking hmm, talking absolutely. shit. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah,
4: Totally. Yeah, the, the whole, yeah, the whole, before the cocktail jam, USBG cocktail jam uh, last month, yeah, we
3: were that just was, doing That was all it was, it was like part of the competition yeah, was talking I trash. I didn't talk shit about that. Yeah. I wasn't even <laughs> he in He wasn't to, in he said something to, uh,
4: yeah, he was talking shit to, other
3: bartenders about yeah. it but
4: uh yeah but once again i mean it's but, hard but,
3: not to make fun of frankie cocktails
2: <laughs> Kip, kip's big boy <laughs> <laughs> but no, but, uh,
3: sorry frankie uh-oh.
2: No, uh-oh i didn't mean it i didn't mean it oh so um speaking of <laughs> yes, which yes i did yes like, i did speaking <laughs> yeah, of yeah, which he had
3: the uh the the thing in uh what was the time out mm-hmm. about the
2: the tattoo thing uh Unfortunately, I, I didn't read it, but I heard about it. Yeah, I didn't know there a thing in Time Out in New York about uh, these cocktail bartenders and their cocktail tattoos. And I think the... Uh, it's not the original cocktail tattoo, but, like, uh, the EO, EO tattoo is, like... Uh, definitely like a link in the chain
4: of like yeah there's know, there's only a few of us bartenders and seven of us have the tattoos you know I mean, so for our you,
2: listeners you, you, i mean can you, you explain that well i mean you can get like a sailor jerry style tattoo with the girl holding a cocktail glass but um the guys at eo we're so like that's employees only imp- yeah employees yep. only we're so like closely knit that uh, we actually have uh, a tattoo of the logo like all the same in different places which is which
3: is an E and an O and it looks like a key yeah it's it's a really cool deco design yeah yeah
4: Uh, yeah, so there's seven of us we have them um, two of the owners Um, but then uh, a lot of the bartenders uh, all different uh, races you know we have guys from Serbia Montenegro we got uh, guys from Bosnia. We have guys from Texas, like Vincent. Mm-hmm. We got me, Texas, local of the New York, New Jersey area. Uh, we have Dev from Los Angeles. You know, we have all the guys uh, with their tattoos, all in different spots, and it brings us together. Um, you know, a lot of places say, you know, this is a family. It's a family. Well, I have worked at uh, several places, and uh, employees only is a family. Um, the owners are bartenders. They're they're with us. Yeah. One of my first Thursday nights, I'm working hard, and uh, Igor. Haji Smalovich, one of the owners, he's bartending with me. We're so slammed, he taps me on the shoulder and he pours a shot of Jameson right down my throat. And I was like, that was the, the owner just poured a shot of fucking Jameson down my throat. I'm like,
3: <laughs> I have I'm going to rub this place. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Well, when we get back uh, from, we're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, we're going to talk more about that camaraderie. The and epic, uh, epic the, the com- epic camaraderie, epic. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we'll talk more about the family. Uh,
0: <laughs> oh, that, there we go.
1: That's it. <laughs> Service announcement from Heritage Radio Network. Every Tuesday at noon, Dave Arnold, the author of CookingIssues.com, will discuss new and innovative techniques, equipment, and ingredients. Call in with your own questions to see if Dave and the crew can solve your cooking issues. Again, that's Tuesdays at noon on the Heritage Radio Network. We're
3: back in the studio today. We have Vince Vitek. And Steve Schneider, both from Employees Only and Macau Trading Company. Ooh. Yeah, I think I can solve
2: cooking issues like like Dave Arnold. Yeah, like yeah, I, I think I could do it. <laughs> that guy's the man. You know what? Um, I quit. Like, um, <laughs> no more bartending. Yeah, no more bartending. We got to c- figure out these issues. cooking issues. <laughs>
3: yeah. So many. Um, so okay, I just recently met you guys like a few months ago. I met, it, but but I we realized actually we have,
2: a, we have a history we
3: have a history yes, vincent a history. um our bands played uh 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 bourbon week
2: concert it was bourbon bourbon heritage, month. Bourbon heritage month september and uh i got maker's mark to sponsor us at uh at uh, at, uh brooklyn bowl brooklyn bowl yeah, yeah, yeah we, we we played
3: there it was funny because your band is called Baby Brother and my band's called Brothers, and then there
2: was like Sister Sp- uh, Sister Sparrow and the That's Ollie yeah, yeah, Cinchillo's So it was like it was all Dear these like sibling Bro- bands. Love you, Ollie. Br- brothers and sisters. What's even funnier <laughs> is the lead singer from uh, your band, Billy. Mm-hmm. He works for uh, WWE. Let me tell you something, brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I yeah. ended up going out with one of the WWE divas. I had to say it. <laughs> I had to say it. I had awesome. to say <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah,
4: that's right, brother. All um, my employees only brothers,
2: Mr. Big and the House.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that was crazy. I, in, like I didn't realize until we realized that from the photographer that was shooting both of our bands at different times on his website that
2: like, oh shit, I yeah, like, oh, I know those crazy.
3: crazy, and then we didn't realize it. We were both bartenders until a little while later. Oh,
2: well, we should play. A, we should play another show together soon. We
3: should. When is your band playing again?
2: My band is playing this Saturday at uh, Brooklyn Fireproof. Oh
3: yeah, at some That's pretty close to here.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's around the corner. It's uh, just some sort of artist co-op. Playing. Google it. Google, Google it. it. Google <laughs> it. <laughs> just man. Google it. Google me. Buy Baby Brother's album on iTunes. Cool. That's pretty interesting.
4: But we had a chance to meet a different way. Yeah. But not not quite a, the band related way, but more of more of a, a bar related way. Yeah, totally. And it was nice to meet you at the cocktail jam. We had a lot of fun. Uh, a lot of people came out. Uh, EO crowd came out and lots of shit talking. Yep, yep. Oh,
2: love that. EO, E-O love, love. But uh,
3: <laughs> yeah. So uh, okay, um, we were talking a little bit before about this uh, this whole like brotherhood of bartending, and uh, I think it's really cool that there's a an actual like with all the competitions you know there's not a lot of competition between us you know like everyone goes to these competitions and like goes into the finals and everything and there's a lot of like ribbing and stuff but in the end it's like really it's really like healthy
2: competition and it's really more networking than anything more networking and
4: more just learning and I think when
2: people get into these competitions like most people just roll their eyes at the competition and be like it's just like yeah to whoever is like tasting it, like what they are in the mood for that yeah. day or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, I mean, it, but that that all that stuff is
4: is is like on the on the back burner from what it really like competition really means. I mean, yeah. it's really about learning more uh, about other bartenders in the city or in the in the country in the world, and uh, just coming together and also testing yourself as well in these cocktails. Like Vincent has a cocktail in the Canton uh, Finals coming up uh, in May, in mid May. Mm-hmm. Domain the Canton. Uh, I have one uh, Don Q, uh, fucking Moses and I. We uh, fucking we, Moses, fucking Moses, <laughs> fucking Moses, little boy from Red Rooster. God, I can't send this. We, uh, <laughs> 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 you know, we uh, we qualified for fucking the the Moses, New York really? uh, Don Q finals. And uh, once again, it's fun. It's cool to be part of a finals of anything. Do cocktail stuff, but but you know what? I learned a lot from everyone else that competed about. Um, What they're doing, how they feel about certain things, and uh, it's nice to just know to know people in bars. Yeah,
3: absolutely.
4: Now we—I have like ever since I joined the USBG, I've met a lot of bartenders, a lot of great bartenders, bartenders hell that are ten times better than me, and um, I now have a place to go drink. uh, You know, a lot of places in the city, (laughs) and and they have a place to always have a home in my home for sure. Um, USBG is a great. it's a great organization. Uh, Health care for bartenders over there is really mm-hmm. great. I r- highly uh, recommend. And I didn't come from that. I didn't come from uh, a place where people were really loved each other and had that camaraderie. Yeah. Um, I started my career uh, over nine years ago in Washington, D.C. in a shitty, smelly dive bar. Mm-hmm. As most um, of us did. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Um, and a lot of people did. I was in the United States Marine Corps at the time. And I was gung-ho Marine all the way. Um, I was working down there in D.C. I was a native of this area, of course. Then I, um, I had an accident. I had brain surgery. I was in a coma for a few days. It, uh, I don't want to get into the actual accident, but uh, I put they put a few plates in my head, and uh, I was in a coma a while. I had to relearn a lot of stuff. I was, uh, I was really fucked, and I uh, couldn't do my Marine Corps job anymore. So after four years, I got uh, discharged. I was bartending while I was in the Marines. I was bred for this yeah. stuff. And, um but then I had nothing left. Marine Corps was my life. I had nothing left, so I guess I was reborn in a bar. Yeah, and uh, that's where uh, that's where I started taking my job seriously, even though it was a shitty place, swinging disco shots and uh, yega yeah. Ye- bombs and <laughs> Yega bombs and Heinekens and. Uh, but uh, what do you call it? Uh, I got recruited from there. My passion. Uh, somebody, friends of a friend, I met a gentleman named John Hogan, who him and Tobin Ellis uh, partners over there at Bar Magic in Las Vegas. Yeah. and that 's where he he took me under his wing, and I took apprenticeship under john hogan and he he 's just one of my my original mentor and i I thank him all the time, but he taught me all the Vegas stuff, the molecular uh, mixology right, the, the West the, coast yeah the, yeah the awesome yeah the, like the awesome garnishes, the beautiful cocktails molecular This and that molecular yep, all this stuff oh, so that 's where I learned from him uh, Then from there i just I missed the New York area, so I came back. Either way, i worked in these uh, fine dining establishments, this and that. I was doing consulting, met a few guys. Um, I ended up meeting the employees-only guys uh, a few years ago at this uh, this event we all did, and we all hit it off right away. I met these guys, and uh, we had girls in the bar. It was lighting shit on fire. made a big mess at the Highland Ballroom, which I apologize for. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, one of the bartenders, uh, Bratislav, he's like, hey, we're opening Macau. Why don't you come work for us? So... Yeah, uh, fuck that guy! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know what? Vincent said that. <laughs> yeah, that's right, Bratz
2: <laughs> <laughs>
4: No, so uh, I love it. So guy. anyway, so I, I one thing led to another. I ended up behind the bar employees only, and uh, I consider myself uh like a five tool bartender. I've 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 been to the shitty dive bars. I've been to fancy places. I know the molecular stuff. I'm, I'm a mm-hmm. jack of all trades, I guess you could call it, and cool. I take pride in that. And I, I try to learn a little bit about every subject to be sort of a uh, a jack of all trades, you know, a master of nothing.
3: Yeah, <laughs> that's that's yes. a good place to be, actually. And
4: the guys at the EO, uh, Dushan, Jay, uh, Igor, and Henry, uh, Billy, all of them, they uh, they sort of like took all the, the prior experiences I had and just they kind of just shot it out. And now I've become uh, whatever I've become, but I'm very successful and I'm very happy. I think I'm at the top of my game right now.
3: Awesome, man. Congratulations. Um, Thank you. I'll drink, I'll dr- I'll drink oh, to yeah, that. We'll drink to that. You know... Um,
4: drink to me... Hogging the mic with my stories. Thank you, everybody, for listening to that.
3: (laughs) Well, thanks for telling us. Um, That was interesting, man. Um, You know, uh, speaking of, like, you know, making, uh, like, a name for yourself, you know, you recently had uh, an article, I think it's out right now, in Esquire. Yeah. Um, That was fun. Yeah, it must be cool. Like, was that work uh, well, you was know, that written by David Wondrich, or no, 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 David so I know Wondrich, he does write for Esquire no, no, uh, still,
4: right? No, yeah, he does. But uh, no, that was written by a gentleman named Matthew Goulet. Uh, he contacted uh, me through uh, uh, our GM Eric and Employees Only. Cool. You know, it just if you uh, you, you treat everybody right, you take care of everybody. You know, you treat it doesn't matter who's at your bar, treat everybody right. It's going to come back, and that's what happened to me. You know, I'm just I like to be as as professional and, uh, as I can at all times, and have a lot of fun. And before you know it, I got a call to to get interviewed for this Esquire thing, and it was awesome. And we got it got great, uh, great uh, responses from it. You know, I'm getting quoted by, you know, legends like Simon Ford, and that's <laughs> awesome, man. That's right,
2: legends like Simon. We're Ford. We're very fortunate Woo! to be working in the place that we're working, and to be uh, taken under the wing of the people that
3: yeah, know, working that, working that run it. Like they got a pay props. The,
2: the, Like these guys are really like. I mean, if Steve was working at, like, it doesn't matter. Applebee's? But, yeah, if he was working at Applebee's, like, Esquire wouldn't be contacting him. Yeah. But, like, yeah. you know, these of guys course. at Employees Only. Yeah, you only, definitely have to, like. These guys at Employees Only, they have taken us under their wing. They have, like, accepted us into their family and, like, yeah.
4: Yeah, they, they didn't want Steve Schneider for Esquire. They wanted uh, Employees Only's bartender, yeah. Steve Schneider. Yeah, yeah and, so. and I accept that. And you know yeah. what? That's something that a few years from now, when I own my own restaurant, uh, I'm gonna, you know, uh, I pay homage to them, but hopefully one day, totally. I get a I get a call saying, "Hey, I want one of your bartenders," because uh, you know we like to keep the ball rolling. One of Steve Schneider's bartenders, you know, several several totally years man. down the road, you know, that's I'm still a, very young. That's a great point. Uh,
2: these like these guys, these guys, they put a lot of work and effort into making like one of the best cocktail bars in the world, like and one of the best cocktail
3: bartender teams in the world.
2: Totally. Yeah, well, I mean they. This is the only place that I've worked at that they did it right. Yeah. Well, it's designed by by bartenders. Yeah, know, it's yeah, not, it, 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 not designed it, it, by Applebee's. It's a. Bar, <laughs> yeah. It's a bar. The show is brought it, to us by Applebee's. <laughs> Applebee's, yeah. man, like, did Dave, we, Dave, we like, man, it's like, dude, would you like a sizzler? You know, we're, we're
4: <laughs> knocking Applebee's the whole time. We gave them more press than any Employees only. Yeah, Fuck
3: yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's go back and focus With on it. employees only. <laughs> um, you know, okay. So uh, speaking of uh, Esquire and Wondrich. One one thing, Steve, that you're known for, uh, kind of an affectation uh, of your personality, <laughs> uh, is uh, you have these giant wooden mallets that you use, like old school, like carpenter's mallets that you use, and you brought one today. That's crazy we're
4: it's about 45 pounds i wish everybody yeah. could see
3: um, we'll but, take a picture and post it on the website that's probably. right um, so uh, 20 pounds is not 45 it's not 45 well for me
4: i'm a skinny guy it feels, like, it it up, feels like 45 but i'm not in the marine corps anymore okay All right. so
2: uh, <laughs> so <laughs> skinny or not 20 is 20 I'll so you, you're lucky there's no cameras here because uh, vincent looks like he just rolled out of bed so,
3: <laughs> so uh, yeah so these hammers you kind of like uh, made this like kind of your thing um but it was uh, David Wondrich who kind of turned you on to these giant wood mallets yeah, for about, crushing ice. Oh
4: yeah, about uh, I'm going to pay homage to him. He is someone that I look up to. Um, yeah, we every, all do. Every, every time I see him, he's a brilliant, brilliant man. Uh, great, even better person. As 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 brilliant as he is as a cocktail star, he's an even better person. Yeah. Uh, I had a chance to meet him a few times. Talked to him a couple years ago at employees only. He was doing some sort of video for uh, I don't know really know what, but either way, uh, I was there. I set up the bar for him a little bit. Uh, I was bar backing at the time. And he um, he made me this gin julep. It was amazing. Uh, he put ice in a, in a canvas bag with a dollar sign and had this little carpenter's mallet, mallet and started smashing ice. And I was like, that was fucking cool. I want to do that. Yeah. So me, of course, uh, <laughs> my my personality, uh, I like to go above and beyond the Call of Duty at all times. <laughs> so I purchased these ginormous, obnoxious, huge-sized mallets. And it just so happens to coincide with the Thor movie and uh, everything like that. And uh, but not only is it, um, is it just a fun way to crush ice. It turns people's heads whenever I do it at competitions, or even like whenever I bring in it into work every now and then. I'm sort of trying to save it for my own restaurant because I don't yeah. want to I don't want to break anything behind the the bar at EO or Macau. <laughs> but um, but yeah, it's it's more or less uh well fun, but it's also like kind of a symbol, a subtle or not so subtle symbol of Absolutely. strength. You know, of strength and like from what I've had to go with my brain surgery, this and that. It's like. This, you know, the big, big hammer, you know, like yeah. America, you know, okay. uh, you know, like, like, build, it, you know, It's like, you know, it's just a symbol of strength and, uh, um, sort of like crushing, you know, like, crushing yeah. anything in your way, any sort of like uh, adversity, you know. That's great, man. That's
0: great. Would and, you
2: say you've gotten directly laid from crushing ice with a big ass mallet? Well. I'm a man in love, so <laughs> I'm, I'm not gonna.
4: <laughs> I'm a man in love, so I'm not gonna comment on that. But, yeah. Well, uh,
3: on- Steve,
2: we weren't supposed to share our feelings. But- <laughs> oh Lord!
3: <laughs> I can't wait for you guys to listen back to the show and hear you say. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um- so yeah, so on that subject, actually, the Derby's coming up, uh, mm. May seven. Speaking of crushed ice, yeah. Speaking of, speaking of crushed ice, and uh, today we're gonna let's make a mint julep. Let's talk about mint juleps, man. Well,
4: I have a, I happen to have a mallet and a canvas bag and some ice and some mint and some bourbon. Yeah, a mallet. And, uh, you got a and mallet. a little bit of other things uh, in the house. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and make a mint julep. Um, let me just uh, we're short of glassware, so I'm just gonna take a shot of this bourbon. That's oh yeah, let's
3: finish. Let's clean yeah. this up. Here it goes.
4: Mm. We're going to take yep. the shot, and then I'm going to toast
3: everyone, because that's usually the way we do yeah. it right? <laughs> Let's do everything awesome. backwards.
4: So, uh, Vincent went ahead and got some mint for, for us. Awesome.
3: Um, um, yeah, so basically, the uh, the mint julep is the official drink of the Kentucky Derby, um, and it's been around for a long time. We don't have julep cups here. We're just going to use some rocks glasses. Well, I probably shouldn't have said that. <laughs> we're just going to imagine that we're drinking out of silver cups. It's radio. Um, it's radio. Just, I always so. drink out of
2: silver cups, Sorry, and no matter the, what I drink.
3: <laughs> I drink out of gold cups. I don't know, so. how, yeah,
2: I don't know how you roll.
3: So but. eat it. Um, uh, so, yeah, so the, the julep is actually a style of drink. A lot of people, you know, like obviously nowadays everything gets called a cocktail, anything that's a mixed drink. Just like in the 90s, everything that was in a V-shaped glass, it was mixed. Anything could be called a martini. Um, so a little bit about the julep. It's typically kind of like a sangaree in a way, where it's just like spirit and uh, and sugar. But this is on crushed ice. Comes in julep cup, and we've got uh, today. We're using a little bit of angostura thrown in there just for added added value. Um, do you make any variations on the hey, mint what's julep? your ju-
2: what's what's your julep recipe?
3: I actually I have one that I use bronca menta instead of mint. Oh, yeah? And sugar. Uh,
4: we make a similar drink. We, st- we make yeah, a we Bronco Menta with our stingers.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, cool. Yeah, uh, Thomas Waller does it when he does a... Yeah. a, a he's doing a, a stinger with a Bronco Menta as well. It's really fun to, like, find those ingredients and just use them in different ways. But, yeah, I do mine with, like, a tiny bit of raspberry syrup and creme de cacao and a ton of, like, bonded bourbon. Um Ends up being like you know the classic combination. Oh, well we of have to, we, have to, chocolate we have to maybe.
2: adjust the microphone. Yeah, let's for this. put the mic on the floor. Yeah. Is it the floor?
4: Am I gonna drill a fucking hole in this thing?
2: Or I don't know. I don't we're know. gonna the, find out. If anybody could see this, this would be amazing. <laughs> well, Ta- time to bring this. This is how they on, used
3: friend. to do it before television. Don't worry, we're in an old uh, shipping container turned into a, a radio station, so. I'm sure it can handle it.
4: So there we have it. Uh just uh, a few, about to a few bangs of the what have you.
2: Shoot you out of a cannon, buddy.
4: <laughs> a few bangs of the what have you. And uh, we got crushed ice. So let me just use my ice
2: scoop and put it in the glass. Now there's three of us here and you made one drink. Well we gotta share. Like where's the oh, fire, my the, friend? <laughs> where's the fire? Where is the fire, brother? I got a big ass lighter, like come on. Yeah, he's got the lighter. <laughs> yeah. Where's the fire?
3: So, okay, uh, in a classic mint julep, we typically have sugar, mint, and bourbon on crushed ice. Usually garnished with tons of mint with a short straw and a little bit of powdered sugar on top, but there's all kinds of variations on the mint julep, like the Georgia julep, which uses peach brandy. Peach, yeah. They're, speaking of David Wondrich, uh, you know, he popularized the uh, like the prescription julep. The uh,
4: Yeah, the one with uh, Geneva? mm mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Oh, no, no,
3: the prescription julep has uh, rye and uh, brandy and... Okay.
4: Yeah. because yeah, the uh, the julep that he made me when I first met him was, was the the julep with uh, Geneva,
3: which is a really great variation oh, was too. Great.
4: Yeah, well, like you know, traditionally that was like the main thing was the you know juleps with uh, with whiskey and then uh, gin. But whiskey's kind of uh, transcended the uh, the Geneva julep. Yeah, but it's coming back. We make a great one, uh, at employees only. Well, Deshawn, it's in the book, Speakeasy. Gin uh, on gin julep, it's called that mixture of Plymouth and Geneva, just to oh, kind of cool. cut that maltiness. Yeah, totally. Uh, we call it a gin on gin julep, and uh, I'm a big fan of it. Uh, I'm actually going actually gonna to be in uh, San Francisco on... Uh, I'm leaving on Monday, next Tuesday and Wednesday, May 3rd and 4th. I'll be at Beretta and De La Rosa, two places out in uh, yep. San Francisco, so working actually- with... Uh, with a man named Ryan Fitzgerald, who I have not met, but I've heard great things about him.
3: It's great. I was actually out there a couple months ago. I did the same trip. I worked me. at yeah. Beretta and Delarosa with uh, Ryan Fitzgerald. He's a great dude. Uh, get just prepare yourself to drink a lot of tequila.
4: Opa! <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, he sure likes it a lot. Um, but that, yeah, Beretta and Delarosa. That's uh, this coming Tuesday and Wednesday, right? Yeah, this
4: coming Tuesday and Wednesday. Uh, so all the people out there listening in San Francisco, out in Radio Land. Uh, <laughs> I'll be out there. know, I, I seriously, I, I love San Francisco. Awesome. I think it's a it's a it's a wonderful, wonderful uh, restaurant and bar scene.
3: They're really into it.
4: Uh, but yeah, it's great, but uh, it's, I know it's a lot smaller in New York. But one thing I've noticed, I was out there for the first time last year,
3: and and um, you know, one thing
4: I noticed is it okay? I just use mint syrup. Is that right? Nice mint jelly, man. Thank you. Now, one thing I noticed about San Francisco. What I was very impressed Was the the, the general people Uh, I was just sitting at a bar And I, I saw this middle aged Husband and wife come on No they're not bartenders and they're talking about stuff on a menu, and they're, like, talking about booze, and they know exactly what all the products are, what good food is, what good drink is. Yeah, they're
3: really into it out there, man.
4: And, you know, if, there's, if there was no New York, I'd be out in San Francisco, because I would love to to serve people that know what the hell they're doing. That makes any, no
2: sense. No, I'm if not, there was no New York, I'd be out in San Francisco. <laughs> <Yeah, of course. laughs> that like, the dumbest thing I've ever heard of <laughs> well, say you know, about well, well,
4: ever. well, here yeah. we are. I mean, I'm no college professor here, but, no, but, um, <laughs> you know, uh, I love New York. It's my home. I'll never leave, but... Uh, let me tell you, um, in like the with San Francisco, you know you can't fool these people. They know ev- the general people. They know everything. I yeah. feel like in New York, sometimes the marketing is the marketing capital. Well, sometimes some marketing people could. have... That's where we get the whole vodka soda yeah. crowd, you know. Totally. Which I'm sure everyone has their own vodka soda baby crowd, but you know, <laughs> which Sir is Rock, fine. That Diet Coke, yeah, yeah. And Diet Coke, Can <laughs> <I> <laughs> <get that? laughs> which is fine. You know, like no, <laughs> but uh, but no, the, the the knowledge of the of the people out there, uh, the like the average person in San Francisco is out of this world
3: yeah man well dude have fun while you're out there and thanks a lot for making this mint julep for us Uh, the derby's coming up on May 7th so everyone get your crazy hats going go see baby brother this Saturday at Brooklyn Fireproof Rocking out. And, uh, yeah, go see Steve in San Francisco this Tuesday and Wednesday. Come
4: fly with me, baby.
3: <laughs> Steve, Vincent, thanks a lot for being on the show. thank you so much, Yeah, man. Thank you. You've been listening to Speakeasy. I'm Damon Bolte. Thanks to Jack Inslee, my producer. We'll see you next week. Thanks.
2: Cheers. Now when you see him
1: stumbling down the street. Thanks for listening to this program on the Heritage Radio Network. You can find all of our archived programs on heritageradionetwork.com, network.com as well as a schedule of upcoming live shows. You can also podcast all of our programs on iTunes by searching Heritage Radio Network in the iTunes store. You can find us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for up-to-date news and information. Thanks for listening just look at them two black eyes. You know I wouldn't In 2010, escapemaker.com won an Emmy award for their agritourism episode So this year they thought, why not bring agritourism and green getaway ideas right to you? Come to the Green Getaway's Local Food and Travel Expo On April 30th At One Hanson Place Home of the Brooklyn Flea And former Williamsburg Savings Bank Presented by Amtrak Zipcar And I Love New York The carbon-free event Will be a day filled with Food, prizes, workshops And kids' activities Over 50 getaway destinations From counties to local farms And bed and breakfasts Within a day's drive Or train ride of New York City Will be exhibiting on the main floor And in the huge bank vault downstairs See what's hot and sustainable travel And receive special show-only Discounts. GrowNYC will be doing workshops on the green market, and Appalachian Mountain Club will offer workshops on adventure bicycling and hiking via mass transit. EscapeMaker.com will be giving away over 50 getaway prizes, ranging from zipline adventure passes to an overnight stay at Mohonk Mountain House. Travel greener, eat local, come to the Expo on April 30th. Get your tickets now at www.escapemaker.com. following message has been brought to you by Fairway Market. What's the buzz about honey? Well those busy little bees are up to something and it is delicious. The Fairway label honey is superb. Fairway only hires worker bees that are the best at what they do. This makes for a great tasting, high quality honey at an amazing value with the Fairway stamp of approval. And on top of being delicious, honey is a great substitute for other sweeteners and can even benefit your health. This includes better energy, respiratory improvements, and balanced blood sugar levels. It's a no-brainer. Get your fairway honey today.